Yo, Joes and Agents of Cobra Command. My name is Steve. This is episode 289 of G.I. Joburg. And we're going to get into the best figure from every year. But first, you don't have to listen to my broken voice for two hours and some change. <laughs> I brought some healthy friends with me. Hello, Paul. Hello, not feeling well, Steve. <laughs> and hello, everybody else. And Robert. It's me, Rob, back on the airwaves. <laughs> sure. Definitely sure. are in fine spirits. It might Hell be yeah. the rarest occasion when uh, I kind of sit on the back seat and not speak as much. We'll see about that, though. I, I can't make any promises. <laughs> can't help yourself. <laughs> but kicking things off, guys, you spent the last weekend together in person, mm -hmm. actually. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm, I am gonna take the back seat and. Let you guys talk about Comic Con South Africa. Hell yeah, dude! Well, Comic Con Cape Town. So oh, yes. Comic Con Africa is is Joburg decided to take the whole of Africa and make it the Comic Con in Joburg, and then we got so Comic Con then. Cape Town because of course Western. Then no Cape one feels took like Comic Con uh, South Africa. Apparently not. Uh, Typical Cape Townian. And then Cape it's like Town. <laughs> it's like South Africa is a dirty word. We're gonna like. Okay, we're just gonna pull it in and and, and uh, keep, it's it, awesome. keep it local. Yeah, well, it's a little bit difficult. It's a bit difficult to call it Comic Con South Africa when you're in Cape Town and you only let six thousand people through the door every day. <laughs> no, there was more than six thousand. There was only six thousand. Well, still, it, it felt I very packed. I think Friday was the highest head count um, that they allowed in. I think they let eight thousand people in on on Friday. Yeah, which is surprising because so the Comic Con Cape Town was a, a huge event um, in Cape Town last weekend. That Paul came down from Johannesburg and was representing uh, his, his little his little side project, project Gunfire Say, uh, you know, Gundam kits, which we, we both absolutely love and, and love building. Um, and it was amazing to see Paul down there, and I was there with the, my comic book shop, and. Yeah, an absolutely incredible experience. They had a couple of actors there. That was that, that was pretty cool. Um, not that I saw anything actually. I was so busy like working the stand, mm. and hanging out with Paul. And you were like right there. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was so. right there because before we opened, I was like, okay, we're right next to the big stage. Um, I'm gonna be You're able gonna to see, see everything. everything. <laughs> I didn't see a single thing. I didn't. Yeah, know. exactly. Either, either I was signing things, or yeah, I was upstairs hanging out with Paul, checking out Gundam kits, trying to decide. Uh, which ones, which ones I want to buy. Um, yeah. So, Paul, how was is, how is your experience in, at Comic-Con Cape Town? Um, where uh, did you stay? Yeah, I've got to tell you all these cool things. Um, oh, shit. Now that you mentioned it, I should actually have put some post, uh, pictures up of my of my hotel visit. Maybe I'll nah. sneak them in the show. Describe um, it. So, I think it's fair to say that for both Rob and myself, this Comic-Con was kind of a big event um, mm -hmm. for... Uh, Rob, I'm just going to touch on why it was for you guys because you guys did a, a big move with your, your store's branch and I'm sure you, you can elaborate on that. Let me not tell your story. Uh, for <laughs> us, it was the first time in all the time I've ever done conventions, ever done retail, ever done any kind of sales of anything. It's the first time I've I've had to come down to Cape Town in an, in an official capacity like that. So um that was like it was a first for me so that was a huge experience uh because we and and not just for me from the entire team that went down because it wasn't just um gunplay say it was gunplay say with the nexus hub which is actually just the evolved form of anime works which i helped found so many years ago 
Um, so that was the first time we all did this. So it was like a whole big, like new logistics challenge and whatever. And okay, so that's exciting. Um, so we, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, a lot of stuff that we were stressing about, we didn't have to worry about, like namely the logistics and where we were going to stay and, and where did we stay? We stayed in a very cool hotel called Hotel Sky, which is insane. It is this, um, looks like a Sith building. <laughs> it's all clad <laughs> in red neon. Um, and inside it's got all these, uh, it, it's got this kind of like neo, uh, I, I, like, I'm just going to call it, it's like, I'm just going to call it super kitsch kind of Asian chic, okay, is what they were going for in this hotel. It, it's got this, it's just all this gaudy stuff that just works together so well because inside it's just lots of gold and shiny things and they've got robots inside that you can talk to and it's very strange but the Welcome main attraction as... right here is reception to your left please hand me your he's got some cool pictures up um for the youtube uh for the youtube guys but for the non-youtube guys uh one of the standout features of this hotel is that it's actually a high rise and you know it, it's got a lot of you know it's got a great view of the city and yeah i i couldn't help but take a lot of uh pictures up there in, in the skyline and cape town was just showing off um it had she had mist she had nice gloomy weather and points it was just great to just see different shades of cape town we had sunny days we had rain it was i just got to see all the different sides of cape town all uh, of the weather except, well, that's cape town except table mountain by the by the looks of things <laughs> it's always so cloudy that you couldn't see Cape Town truly showing off by so showing you that seventh highlight. natural wonder of the world, one of them. Mm. Yeah. But oh, on the yeah. sunny days, man, uh, yeah, that Table Mountain looked beautiful. I mean, we even went for a lack of walk on uh, on Sea Point. Um, what mm. do you call it when you walk? The, it's that whole like promenade. promenade. It, it is the promenade. Okay, I just didn't want to make an ass promenade. of myself and call it the promenade, and then it's actually not. So we walked <laughs> the promenade. It was a beautiful sunny day. But anyway, it was it was cool. Uh, it was really, really cool. It was, uh, it was um, nuts to stay in a hotel. It's the first time I've done that in a long time. Uh, I mean, I, I got a bit of a taste of what it must have been like for Steve when you were doing all the touring and stuff with your shows. And um, yeah, and that was just a cool experience, actually. Did you introduce a lot of people to Gundam in Cape Town? Was there we a lot did. of people who knew what Gundam was? There, uh, you know, the cool thing that's the, the thing about Gundam that was really, really great is that there's a lot of people, and, and I'd say in part thanks to Reader's Den, your store, Rob. Um, there's, yeah. there's quite a strong Gundam following in Cape Town. A lot of guys going, Oh my word, this is the most Gundam I've ever seen, anyway. Sorry, Rob. Um, <laughs> and the guys are really, really excited. And then we had a lot of people who were like, What are these things? and then we told them what they are, and they were like, Oh my word, this is amazing. And then they bought some, and that was cool. And yeah, our, what we call the what we call the build force, I know, um, had grown quite a bit from our visit in Cape Town, and that was really our mission was to you know get people into the hobby and, and get them exposed and introduced to it. So, yeah, and I even joined um, Paul um, and 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 his build force um, at the mm. waterfront one night for a. a well, it was not a late night dinner, but I mean it was kind of like a dinner and a hangout, and it was cool just to hear other people. In yeah. person, just talking about Gundam, like, oh, I'm currently building this thing, and yeah, I'm building this thing, it's so cool. And um, so it's cool just to kind of like interact with hanging out, <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of people just doing that. So, yeah, Paul mm. and I managed to do that. Um, 
and that was uh, cool, Rob. Standing outside and smoking a lot and drinking uh, cheap cool drinks from a little place uh, across, across from, the road from the convention center. Because you don't want to buy stuff from the convention because it's always oh, going to be way too expensive. Twenty-four rand a coke, my word! Ugh. <laughs> no, much. no. So that was the coolest thing. So like on That's Tuesday, like a whole dollar. Oh my god! Yeah, I know, a right? For a bloody coke! Come on. So, so we get. <laughs> I got there on Tuesday morning, and I had a little bit of drama. I left my iPad in Oatombo at the no. airport <laughs> in the security <laughs> checkpoint. Um, and yeah, so I felt like felt like a right idiot for that. But thankfully, I managed to get it uh, returned to me. Uh, thankfully, Celia was working in the area and she managed to go and pick it up from the airport for me, um, which was wonderful. Uh, I also only noticed that it was missing when I was on the plane because I was like, okay, I'm going to pull out my iPad now and put it in the, you know, in the back of the seat, the little pouch there, so that when we, you know, get to altitude, I can actually like draw a bit. And I'm like, where's my iPad? Um, so, anyways, yeah, dude. Oh, it's sickening. Hey, my stomach just fell through my ass. It was a horrible feeling. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad you, the... you were able to get Cecilia to recover it because, I mean, in most parts of the world, you know, you lose an iPad in an airport, chances are someone picks it up and it's sitting in a lost and found somewhere. Yeah. But in SA, you lose high-end electronics anywhere, airport notwithstanding. And the first instinct is, oh, that's gone. I'll never see that again. Yep. Mm. yep and so i'm very thankful that that w it wasn't the case um so yay for that but then you guys you you've heard me said this before that's the worst thing to happen on the trip then so be it and thankfully it was <laughs> and nobody, um, nobody rear-ended you on the highway before i even thought about that when that happened i was like oh god it's one of these things so anyway that's cool. we're all set to spend the afternoon at paul's house playing video games and relaxing before our 15-hour flight to the States. But no, nope. some plonker on the highway hits us in the back and we spend the rest of the afternoon trying to find the police station that this particular piece of highway strip has jurisdiction over so that we yeah. could get a police report for the insurers. I mean, come on. Honestly, what a, pain, what a waste of day. But once again, the worst thing happened at the start of the trip. You know, and, and the, the entire rest of the trip was absolutely fantastic. And it, I mean, from what 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 you've been saying, Paul, it sounds like your experience in Cape Town was good. It was overall. really good. I think, um, yeah, like I said, we touched down on Tuesday, and as soon as I went into got into the convention center, I looked for you, and you were actually yeah. still at uh, Reader's Den. Um, in fact, your yes. your little your little shop, the plot where your store was meant to be built up, was still empty. <laughs> um, well, we arrived on build-up day. You know, it's not my fault you yeah. arrive on the day before build-up day. Um, and yeah, um, well, yeah, so we weren't, well, me personally in my shop, we weren't as busy um, uh, getting ready for Comic-Con. We were getting ready to move our entire shop from a current location to a new location. Um, so we closed our shop on the 22nd of April. And from then it was just pack, 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 pack for Comic-Con, pack for the other shop, move everything. Um, yeah, it's just been a very like, like I didn't feel stressed, but I think my body was very stressed out. Like I, I was oh, just, yeah. I think I was smoking more, I was drinking more uh, energy drinks. Um, so yeah, finally yesterday we reopened our grand opening on free comic book day, the international day where comic publishers you know hand out a bunch of cool comic books that everyone can just take and enjoy 
and um that the yeah, comedy shop pays a lot of money for <laughs> oh yeah absolutely <laughs> but but at least you kind of you, you send them out everyone gets a chance to read and our new area does um does have a lot of vagrants so we did uh, give out a lot of comics and free coffee to the vagrants in the area so we've definitely encouraged reading um across classes and and whatever else um so that that was that was a great experience yesterday to kind of like, yeah, come get a car. But what did you get? Oh, I got Street Fighter Six. Ah, it looks so cool. I remember playing Street Fighter at cafes when I was a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many sugars you take with your coffee? Oh, five, five. You know, because I'm <laughs> bananas on, on the corner here. So I need energy the whole day long to shout ever bananas the whole day long to amazing just a real slice of life you are on the street <laughs> level now you are right oh, yeah, in the thick of it. there's no like glitzy shopping mall entrance to kind of bar anyone you know from just rolling up yeah. to the store and saying yeah okay what you selling here <laughs> <laughs> comic books picture books oh for kids yeah wow. for kids and adults too <laughs> guys we've got spoon killer from Bergforce in the chats. And he says oh. that free comic book day started at his local comic book store in Concord, California. No way. Where... That's wild. <laughs> I brought up the wrong uh, comment first, but yeah, that's <laughs> brilliant. That okay. is incredible. Well, and it, thank it you. went from being a, yeah, a local thing, I imagine, within California um, hmm. to an Flying Colors thing. is the name of the, the store. Oh, that's fantastic. But that's yeah, news to me that the, 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 the free comics are not free from the distributor. It's paid for. Oh, no, not for sure. Because All I mean, the way up. Well, the printing costs. Yeah, well, you, yeah. well, the printing costs, and then obviously we have to pay to ship them to us. So the yeah, further you are from wherever the distrib distribution people are. Um, ah, that's cool. Tom Hanks was born in Concord. Damn. Um, mm. But, yeah, it, I mean, you, we do pay for them. You know, it has to be shipped to us. That takes up weight in our shipments. Um, so, yeah, it's a very nominal fee. But then also what happens if you do order too many, um, the free comic books are only free on the day. So after that, whatever's left, we are um, we give are allowed to sell them. With well, purchases. <laughs> well, give them away and we are allowed to sell them. So mm. we can actually charge for them. Just a small, you know, small amount just to basically cover the original costs of receiving them. But um, uh, yeah, a overall... question on everyone's lips, boys, before we wrap up on Comic Con. Yeah. Cape Were Town. there any toys? I got it right. Were there any cool toys? Did you Hell guys get yeah. any oh, fun? Saving the best for last. Of course. Oh, I, I, well, I personally got a bunch of Gundams from Paul. Um, <laughs> funny little um, super deformed ones. Because I was like, I just wanted something cheap and you know cheerful to build. And yeah, they're a lot of fun to build. Um, and you got a tall so... And I got Tall Geese, which is a, a very well-known um, uh, Gundam from Gundam Wing. Um, yeah, so that's what I got. Unfortunately, there weren't a lot of toy places at Comic-Con this year. Um, but I was the quality quite was nice. upset about that. Yeah, I know. There was tons of really good stuff. There was an entire display of like a full um, uh, life-size Iron Man. Um, oh, the, God, the, all that the version stuff, he wore. Yeah. Um in i suppose infinity war and endgame they kind of like the, the nanobot version of his suit that was quite cool so there were some things but not a lot but paul what did you get did you find anything yeah, so, related or so my, my like quick that? appraisal of uh, of comic con's sort of retail power in cape town 
was firstly it felt like a comic con which is nice it didn't feel like a video game convention that had some comic book stores it actually <laughs> felt like a very geeky place so <clears throat> in a good way in that you had a lot of different types of things you know all everything was catered for like you had uh, funko pop collectors um I mean, they were well taken care of, but at least it wasn't the only toy thing, the toy feature at the show. <laughs> there was a lot of action figure stuff. Um, I mean, Rob didn't mention there was quite a bit. Rob's store, Reader's Den, actually had a great selection of stuff. Uh, the they say they dumped them. all those millions or billions of Funko Pops. <laughs> no, they really just sent them to Africa, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they probably did. I think um, I think that's the same difference. That's, that's also called dumping. <laughs> yeah, it's the same dumping thing. Dumping on us. Yeah. Well, expect then, uh, more. The world is needing <laughs> to empty itself of that garbage. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, then there was also like one or two dealers there that had some like really cool f uh, figures. One guy in particular had an, a great collection of um, Star Wars Black Series, both four inch and six inch. Uh, mm. I was quite tempted to pick up a four inch um, Fennec Shand and um, uh, I, I only call it Cara Thrace again. I'm terrible. Um, <laughs> but anyway, freeze. yes thank you that's exactly mm -hmm. the word i was looking for i'm looking at the toy i'm like what is your name bitch <laughs> anyway um but then the four inch i didn't um oh. I'm, I'm looking at my six inch one and i was i looked at the four inches and i was like steve got these for a steal there's no way i'm paying 670 rand for these just no <laughs> i'm not gonna do it then I glimpsed some G.I. Joe stuff. and In fact, actually, I glimpsed some figure stands, which you guys know I'm hot in the market for, uh, for six-inch figures. And it turns out they were for the four-inch figures. And I was like, it was the first time in my life that I was like really upset that they only had figure, uh, stands for four-inch figures because thankfully <laughs> I have an abundance of those. Um, so I asked the dude and he's like, yeah, no, they should be getting for six-inch figures soon, blah, blah, blah. And as he's talking, I spot something under his arm in the background. I see some G.I. Joe packaging and it's the movie figures. And he's got the Baroness, which is an amazing toy from the movie. I think it's an, an outstanding toy. And then he had that Storm Shadow, which is, well, it stands out. And then they had uh, um, Akiko. And, you know, she's great. But I really wasn't in the mood to pay 900 Rand for generic-looking uh, Asian ninja-looking girl. And, um, yeah, then I was just sad that they didn't have Scarlet. So I was like bummed. And then I looked to my right and I saw the doctor himself, Dr. Indiana Jones in a box. And I was like, oh, wow, this is the first like Hasbro full box figure I've seen. And yeah, I got the price on him and I was like, okay, fine. I can pay that. That's like local price, whatever's. Um, thank you. It was under a thousand rand. And I grabbed him and I was like, cool. I'm, I actually picked up a toy I wanted from Comic-Con. How niche, <laughs> like how quaint. Oh, yeah. So you got it yeah. indie. I got Indy. Did you bring um, him on fine space? Did I bring his him? Windowless box. Did you free him from his windowless box? I did. I have freedom from his windowless package. And I don't want to like review the figure too much on air because I want to save it for a review. Um, there are things about that toy I'm very pleased with. And there are things about that toy I'm quite displeased with considering the pedigree of the character. So yeah, I'm definitely going to get into that very soon. Sorry, I have been a little bit behind because of Comic Con prep and stuff. But as I'm long as he, channel, as long so. as he comes with a whip and a hat and a gun, with a holster he that holds the gun. I mean, I think comes with all of those winning. things. He there comes go, with all winning. of those things, and now you've compelled me to say so. But he has <laughs> a half past. Uh, what's the best way to say this? He's got a twenty past five o'clock shadow. 
What is that? Which mean? really irritates the shit out of it. It means I have to repaint his beard, bro. <laughs> That's okay. It That's too heavy. It's too heavy on the one side. It looks so it looks wrong. It's like the face sculpt is fine, but like that the beard painting is so shit. And I'm like, he oh was God, in the middle of shaving. Had and he, had to, like, he was like, oh no, okay, I'm gonna miss my train. So he quickly like stopped shaving. Yeah, it's no, caused by the brim of the hat. There yeah, we go. I know it's just silly, it's but anyway, artistic. I'm gonna save that for a review. Yeah, so the figures and stuff are cool. The actors I couldn't care about, but it was nice to see really great comic artists there in the form of Ian Churchill. Uh, Mark Brooks was there, and then also, um, shit, I was gonna call him Brendan Lai, but it's not Brendan Lai. It's Brendan. I think it's Brendan Troy that was there. Bernard anyway, Chang. Bernard Chang, thank you. Oh there God, I can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> Two of these things are not like the other. Jeez, Paul. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, it's, I've got information overload at the moment. I'm so sorry. But I was and about the, to say, you know, the, I mean, I sometimes give you a hard time when you flub G.I. Joe details, but you've got a brain full of Gundam details, which are vying for dominance. So I think, yeah, take it easy, geez. Steve. <laughs> and business and all the things. Anyway, Bernard Chang is an absolute legend of a human being. We had a great chat, him and I, um, because he's also into Gundam. <laughs> and yeah, it was cool. We just, it, just a really great guy. And I just want to just, I just want to do a small shout out here quickly. All the artists, the local artists, uh, the local South African artists in the artist alley. Oh my word, you guys are insane. Uh, there were a lot of you guys from Joburg, some of you guys from Pretoria, and a lot of you guys from Cape Town. And it was just so cool to see such a robust. Uh, artist alley just so full of guys not like you know 10 guys it like i think there was about 50 artists or 30 between 30 and 50 artists they easily selling their wares rob and i'm mm. sure you can attest to this it was just one of the best parts of the show and i really hope we get to see that more in future comic cons going forward um both cape town and africa um so a huge shout out to those guys and also just a good shout out to scolts um joe master joe's scolts who um made a, his way quickly to the convention center to come hang out with Rob and myself for a little bit. That was cool. Um, so yeah. it was nice to hang out with a local Joe guy. He also dropped off a nice toy for me. Um, ooh. ooh. So we'll talk about that perhaps a little bit later. And then, uh, yeah, Comic-Con. That was Comic-Con Africa. I got to hang out with Rob. It was so great to hang out with you, Rob, at, at Comic-Con. It's like, it's just, yep. I wish we Big could have done more. Also Big busy, follow, down under. Oh, I'm sorry, for sure. Stephen, like every all the time, Stephen was like, oh, so "What are you guys up to now? What's going on? What you doing?" Oh, it wasn't that bad. Shame he sent us <laughs> one message to ask us. How Have you guys hugged yet? <laughs> Shame, Steve was he wasn't that needy, but like, dude, we we had FOMO too. We were also missing you. It and wasn't FOMO. It was, um, it was, yeah, Bromo. Steve. Bromo. Bromo. <laughs> Bro. uh, fear. Foso, fear, fear of missing Stephen Foms. Mobro. <laughs> And thus a new acronym was awkwardly born. <laughs> Guys, let's move the agenda on to our burning, burning topic, Hell which yeah. is a Herculean yeah. task. I'm sure you can all agree. If Oof. you read the blurb for this podcast, you know what to expect. If you're going in blind, allow me to unveil it for you. What if you had to make the Sophie's choice of one figure from each of the classic A-Ross series? to save which is the single figure from each wave that you feel the strongest compulsion for i mean you can take into account character you can take into account 
the physical figure itself, the accessories, just a personal nostalgic attachment, attachment perhaps. But the symphony of all those factors combined, can you divine a single figure from each year? And it's it's been tough. I'll just say that much. Yeah. So if you're feeling so inclined, head to yojo.com or 3djoes.com, even better, and uh, play this game with yourself. Come up with your list and then compare notes to ours. Because I, I, I think I'm going to try and guess Paul and Rob's. <laughs> yeah. hey, it's fun to play along with us. You feel perhaps a greater in investment in the topic even. Or, oh, hey, you can let our opinions roll over you and choose to agree or disregard them and uh, then come up with the list after this podcast is concluded. So let's get started straight away. And let's talk a little bit about 1982. I'm going to roll this year together with the swivel arms because I think we all can agree, you know, the, the, the figure, the, the swivel arm is such a dramatic improvement that we'll always take these figures to be their 1.5 versions, even though, mm -hmm. of course, the, the version one oh, is a more God, valuable. This changes the game. If that's a factor. No, 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 no. You can still do the 83 exclusive figures. Oh, thank God. You know, the Destros, the Airborns, the Snowjobs, Doc, whatever. But of the 82 lineup, my flavor currently is Scarlet. Wow. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I fixed her head. So that is a mild cheat. But my Scarlet wears the Ninja Force Scarlet head. Ah. With the rooted ponytail. So but still, good. such an important character and like to date. And I mean, of course, we say this ex post facto. I mean, the lion has concluded. So we, we know for a fact that first Scarlet was never surpassed. They never made a later version that topped this one. So she's all the Scarlet we've got, warts and all. <laughs> I'm going to guess Rob says the same thing. <laughs> and I'm going to also guess that Paul says uh, probably Cobra Commander. The, the very close. Oh, yeah, I love well, the Cobra Commander. He is so good. He's should really I not do this, boy. guys? I'm stealing your fun. No, I, I, I'm enjoying this. This is, this is quite I, fun. Yeah, it's it gets get, more like, interesting the further along we get. I think the 90s, oh, yeah. you might struggle a little bit, especially the later ones. Um, but yes, you were you're correct. I, I went with Scarlet as well. I think she's always been a fantastic figure. I'm glad I own an original um, non-swivel arm Scarlet. I would love to own, own a swivel arm version. Yes, her head is not the best, but yeah, she's an awesome figure. So, Paul, instead of Cobra Commander, who did you choose? Uh, Snake Eyes? Cobra Commander is an outstanding figure. Like, Totally. And, and a lot of fun and, and great. But actually, the one I go for is the Cobra Trooper or the Cobra Officer, Whoa. should I say. A, I have one. So I have a, a, an actual connection to that toy. And How's the I'm silver on the chest, oh, it's so chest good. symbol. Really? Oh, it's good. Well Mine, mine's really good. I'm very lucky. Um, but I got to say, that figure holds up today probably as well as it did back then. It's just really intricate and ornate and it's it's a great toy and, and for me i just see it like oh cool i can play with this toy and play with it in complete isolation from the others and I, i'm sure that that can be said for anybody's picks here really but that one is the one that speaks you know the most to me i challenge you really? on the the intricacy of it and say that the, as intricate as the officer is with the sort of the 
web gear with the magazines. The trooper is more intricate. He's got a, like a molded grenade launcher on his chest, two grenades on his bicep, a garrote on his other bicep, the knee pads. I just think that there's a little bit more going on with the trooper. The officer's a little bit more clean lines, which is perfect for being an officer. But yeah, man. Yeah, look, he's definitely got cool stuff going on there for him. Totally. Everyone's got their, their favorite out of the original blue shirts. Uh, Paul just goes with the officer. Nice one, man. I did not see that coming. Nice. We got some responses from the Berg Force. We've got, uh, obviously, Spoon Killer leading with 82 Stalker. Oh, huge favorite choice. of that myself. In fact, yeah, I think Stalker gets a little bit more play than Scarlet, simply because my Scarlet is, well, as with everyone's Scarlet, pretty fragile. fragile. Um, Ryan Sweeney seconds that with Stalker. Uh, all right. Um, and I think that's the only response. Who else? Oh, we got Zantara saying rock and roll all the way, but Scott yeah. is very tempting. It's three for Scott. I got a Scott feeling Jim would. I got a feeling Jim would pick the rock and roll. Oh yeah, well, yeah, unique chest sculpt, and at least the beard makes sense on rock and roll, whereas it's a bit too thick on breaker and clutch. So of the bearded heads, rock and roll is clearly like the intended recipient, as far as I'm concerned. All right, moving on to 83. Whoa. Because of the 1.5s being taken out of the mix, real. it's a shorter, smaller pool of, of figures. Um, Cobra Command, of course, gets carded that year, so he is up for grabs. But uh, I'm going to say Destro is the man. The mm. intricacy of the weapon systems on his gauntlets, the, the, the extra stature of the figure, and you cannot forget that chrome-plated face. It just made him an o-ring figure that had like a feature you know it's something that like in the 90s x-men line they would actually like put on the on the card saying like with helmet like yeah exactly <laughs> gluting <laughs> face mask action <laughs> your brother. yeah um okay i'm gonna say paul will do doc and rob will do uh, airborne how did I do? <laughs> you did pretty well. Although although you'd be surprised, you and I are the same mind with Destro. Oh, wow. like, yeah, I, I think I'm being more objective in this sort of run. So objectively, I think Destro is the much better toy than Doc. And also, once again, I'm coming from a, a point of view of I can only take one, so I can only play with one. And I think I'd have a lot more fun playing with Destro on missions and things than I would. I mean, Doc is just great. I mean, that figure's got so much swagger, but Destra. Best I Best originally chose Airborne because I was like, I absolutely love this figure. <clears throat> but actually, that's a clean sweep for Destra. I also wow. chose Destra in the end. I was like, yeah. you, you can't, you can't not choose <laughs> well, the, the tallest figure in the line. Uh, the, the guy with the shiniest head. Um, I absolutely love Airborne, but I was like, yeah, if I if I need a baddie, um, I need Destra. I wonder if he is the tallest figure in the line. He, I mean, yes, apart from the, like the the mutants and the aliens, um, I wonder if Destro is taller than Sergeant Slaughter. I don't have my classic Destro here, but I do have a Triple T Slaughter, so I can send you guys the measurements. Oh, wait, do you guys have Destro? <laughs> Paul, do you have Destro? I, I do. Give me a second. I just got to get him out of the box. Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, we don't have the time, Paul. No seconds for, for you. something as, as, as trivial. Right next to me. Okay, right. 80, 80, give me a second. It's like it's well, a, no seconds. 
Well, well, Screen we, Killers we, we, with we, us with 1983. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Sweeney says Snowjob. Nice. Snowjob is a good choice too. I love Snowjob, but just being if a you have, kind of yeah, if you have a snow setting, do it. It's pretty clearly like the majority of us are going for Destro all the way. Uh, okay, Tetsuo, so Anzentora. You would just want a measurement for for Snowjob, hey? I mean, for Destro, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, I want Steven isn't ready yet. He hasn't actually no. measured. Yeah, Paul, I want I want you to put them like <laughs> head to head or face yeah. to face. Well, back I was to back. Do the scientific thing with calipers, but okay, let's put them head to head then. Okay, give um, us your camera, pal. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, okay, camera. That's not going to happen. My camera is set up for 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 gold streams. Um, <laughs> it just, that's fine. Just lay them down on the table. I've even got Sagatia. Maybe no, Sagat is clearly the tallest figure ever released in the line. Yeah, he doesn't count though, because he's street fighter. Not a G.I. Joe. We meant oh, G.I. Joe right. mainline. Guys, we're gonna talk about this class of nineteen ninety four. Oh so nice to smell my toys though. Absolutely. Okay. Great selection. This is a... in my face now when I open the box. Oh I love that smell. <laughs> Shows how much. Eighty four is red, yeah. So oh, I open them open. It's an airtight box. Why do you think they yeah, next to me? 84, I'm going to stray from the carded figure um, and pick our first vehicle driver and say Whoa. Zartan. Absolutely. Mm. No doubt about it. Such a deluxe figure. And that's even discounting his disassemblable chameleon. You know, he's got so much going on for him. He's been, this, yeah. The little stick sheet. I mean, so I've never magic. been able to experience that because those things are mythical now. But the fact that, like, back in the day, you applied many, many stickers inside the windows of his chest and thigh armor, mm. denoting what? Well, the imagination runs wild, but I guess it could be linked to his holography. Um, apparently, the stickers had color-changing properties, but what definitely did have color-changing properties and still does on both my Zartans and his siblings is the photochromatic... Skin. You know, yeah. blue skin mm. <laughs> kind of changing feature. So amazing figure. Just the fact that you could take items of, I suppose, clothing or armor off a G.I. Joe figure blew my mind when I discovered him on the internet. I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. It came out the year I was born. Buddy, oh. Very do this. If I was what to madness guess, is this? Paul's going to say Storm Shadow and Rob's going to say... Without Baroness. a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> you are correct. I I chose Baroness. It was tough. I also wanted um, Spirit. I thought was was a good front runner. Um, yeah, definitely Spirit. Ro Roadblock as well was kind of. It's such a good year. But eighty four is brilliant year. You, Even the drivers need, are great. You, you need another hot chick in your in, in your collection. And all the kind of the fugly elements of. Scarlet are totally corrected in Baroness. I mean, mm -hmm. objectively, like, she's still a, a hot figure. Mm. I think she's she's perfect, man. Like, mm. I don't know. I, I cannot speak unkindly about her frame. She's well she's for, good. for a line that does so few female figures. They, I mean, it, they very quickly got to what a good female figure was. Even though I still think like a good kind of like more practical female figure is Lady J, I think. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more kind of like a realistic, like, this goal. is what you would wear, you know, w- w- mm-hmm. when you're going out in, into to be a soldier. Um, but as a baddie female, where you kind of like emphasize that she is, you know, she's, more, you know, she's more, fa- <laughs> not fancy, more like bombastic, I suppose, and more, um, like, yep, Ryan Sweeney is correct. All of them is the All correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, for us, that's a cop out. I mean, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, you got to save just one from the flames, boys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. I am. I'm, I'm so just proud glad that I... we have time to go through each year and be like, I'm going to quickly grab this one from the flames and this one. And well, this one, this one. it's a handy way of thinking of this, but <laughs> like honestly, flames, like... dude, that's why all my toys are in a box. Do you not understand? She's grabbing a handful. <laughs> it's like so. Responses from run. the Berg Force: Titsos, Rathses, Rikonda, Spoon mm. Killer. It's Hooded Cobra Commander. Uh, Zantara feels like a, a, a traitor to the Dreadnoughts, but it's going to be Baroness over Zartan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, as you said, Ryan Sweeney, all of them. <laughs> you really can't go wrong. I mean, like I think every single one is 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 a is a good choice. Yeah. For reals, for reals. Uh, well, we here, for, here comes the start of. Yeah, Paul, go for it, my brother. Flip Which do you script. think is the weakest figure in this in this year? <gasps> Of Oof. 84? Thunder. Oh, no, don't say that. Really? Thunder? Thunder. Okay. Thunder does nothing for me, and his <laughs> accessories now make him a total ball egg. Rob, you never realized this because you got your Thunder complete, but to try and you find should. the headset and visor that go into the helmet nowadays, it's proving more and more difficult. Oh, my yeah. God. It's all those small he's, pieces. He's so vanilla, but tastefully so. Like, as far as background characters are concerned, he doesn't jaw. He's a good-looking figure. But, you know, in a year of absolute rock stars, Thunder's the weakest of the lot. Well, for me, okay. it's an easy choice. I think the weakest would be the Dreadnought. What's his name? Torch. Buzzer. Um, 84. 84. Uh, Flame Man. What's his name? Oh, mm. Blowtorch. Oh, Blondie. Blowtorch. Of course I choose Blowtorch is great. <laughs> he's no, a red dog. He's rubbish. Wait, 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 Rob. Are you on eighty-five or eighty-four? Because it doesn't sound like saying we're the still weakest eighty-four. At... No, we're saying eighty-four. Uh, the blonde guy. Seeing... The blonde right guy. There in the that... middle. Oh wait, that's Duke. That's Duke. <laughs> you Sorry, I'm, I'm sitting so far away from my computer. <laughs> Duke is the weakest. <laughs> you heard it here. Okay, well, Duke. Yeah. I'm just gonna have to own that. It's, it's Duke. From here, he looks like a, a, a dreadnought. So, which I do you say is the weakest, Paul? Cutter for me, like oh. he's like have like you got a classic like, cutter. He, well, he just, just owns it to have it. I just think he's <laughs> like a hair, like it's between cutter and deep six, and I just feel uh, deep six is even though he's like articulation is like not great. <laughs> he's more deep inter- six. <laughs> it's an inter- it's a more interesting sculpt or something going on there than unique. cutter is. Cutter is just very straightforward, but. That doesn't How mean it's bad. You. I'm just saying it's the weakest in this line in my eye. That doesn't mean Cut it's bad. Cut is awesome. Somebody's got to stay with the whale while the rest of the kind of the boarding party or landing party exactly. go on shore and have adventures. And He's kind perfect of, for uh, that. The problem with the whale is like the conning tower is open. So you always have your drives exposed. Like you need someone to kind of front that. So Whereas keep the beer cold. Thunder you can put into the slugger completely and he disappears <laughs> from view. So it's like, you just forget which, about him. <laughs> which of these two figures is more necessary to my collection? Yeah, it's got to be cut. cut okay. Oh, dear. Good argument. You are crapping on Zentara's heart, Rob. 
Oh, sorry, you're I, breaking Centaur's heart by crapping on the Chris's dreadlocks. I love that you love them. I love that Paul loves them. Um, I'm slowly coming around to dreadnoughts. I mean, I have uh, I have the, the pirate-looking one. What's his name? <laughs> Zanzibar. Zanzibar. That one. <laughs> You're slowly coming around to the dreadnoughts, and I can't remember his freaking name. Guys, That's we are slowly working our way but through anyway. this, this assignment because <laughs> we need to move it, man. Class of 85. Now this, I'm going to go out on my limb and say this has been the hardest year to find. Oh, my shit. Holy hell. Yes, Even yes. the vehicle drivers are astounding. I mean, if you've ever held a keel hall in your hand, if you've been so lucky to have the original, it's a beautifully crafted figure. Like, He's one handsome mother lover. <laughs> it's a crime that the original deco. Well, I think they went mail order eventually, but yeah, it's oh, it's tough. It's tough to get that guy. So who's it going to be for me? So, it was payment. a case of: Do you pick the Boy Scout or do you pick the Rogue? Because the, the front runners for me were Dusty and Shipwreck. And I think G.I. Mm. Joe has a few too many Boy Scouts. So, fantastic, understated figure that Dusty may be. Yeah, Shipwreck is just... I'm, I'm kind of a bit besotted with the character these days. I like the fact that he lays claim to, like, the Han Solo of G.I. Joe. I don't think anyone oh, else yeah. has, really, has really challenged him for that. Just the kind of the ambiguity that the character gets, particularly in the comic book. Oh, sorry, the cartoon. Yeah, he's interesting, and sometimes you need interesting, chaotic good. If I was to guess, Paul's gonna go Snake Eyes, and Rob's gonna go Lady J. <laughs> Close. I was gonna go Lady J, but then I was like, I'm currently absolutely love Quick Kick. Like I, <laughs> she's too cool. If I have one ninja, I'm gonna have Quick Kick. So actually, I ended up choosing Quick Kick. You know, you know what I love about 85? When I first uh, opened this page in Mark Bellamo's uh, fabled tome, uh, the, you know, the G.I. Joe guide that we all love, I would often get into 85 and be like, oh, I don't care for Bazooka. I don't care for like this character. I don't care for that character, whatever. And then I've fallen in love with every one of these toys, as I'm sure you gents have as well. Not you, Tripwire, version 2. But maybe we'll come around to you one day. I don't know. But I really have trouble picking one that I like because they all very much on the same line. So literally the one figure that I think is a little bit better than every one of these by like a micro millimeter is Snake Eyes. And that is very close to the Eels, the Crimson Guard and Shipwreck as well as a Quick Kick and the Snow Serpent for me, which I think are some of the best toys ever made as well as Airtight. So this is, I'm just going to go with Snake Eyes just because of my history with this toy. Wow, no um, love for the Dreadnoughts. Nice. Dude, in this line, <laughs> I was just, uh, I was so thankful that I had, that I'd received all of the Now he's breaking Zentara's heart. I can't break, I, I, I'm not going to break Zentara's heart. I love the Dreadnoughts. You're the one who hates them. I still have all their pipes. I still cool. don't hate them. I'm coming around slowly. Give me another so Rob. So, Rob, quick kick for you. Snake yeah, eyes I think for me. so. And shipwreck for Steve. Shipwreck, I yeah. didn't mm. see coming, Steve. I must be honest, dude. I thought you were going to um, go eels. It's no. a it's a fairly recent infatuation, but mm. it's been a long time coming because G.I. Joe needs needs shipwreck. 
Mm. He's so such an anachronism with that teacup hat and that uniform. You know, he's a throwback to G.I. Joe's early roots in the 12 inch, but he adds so much character that those 12 inch guys never really had. So he kind of stands on a bit of a pedestal and mm. um, making Paul very jealous with the screen grabs that I've got of him because my shipwreck has got some lovely tattoos. tattoo action. Mine is none. <laughs> oh, Paulie. Yeah, the tattoos are an absolute prerequisite for that figure. You have got to find yourself a better one. I have, Sorry, a, prequel, I have a prequel shipwreck. I've got some shipwreck <laughs> before you got your tattoos. You should give him a shave too. I know. Thankfully, Whoa. yeah. No, thankfully, mine still got his beard. That's. Mm. I mean, he's right here in my hands, and thankfully, he has his beard. Just no tattoos. It's like, look, ma, I'm a good boy. That's the worst shipwreck <laughs> voice ever. All right, guys. Eighty-six. Eighty-six. Another go. astonishingly difficult year. Really tells you a lot about yourself as to what you prioritize now. But I think I'm just gonna blow the budget on all the features by saying, the figure that gave us a lenticular and a removable limb has got to top it out for me. He's tasteful. He's something that I admired on the card back of my G.I. Joe cards because I never saw him in person at all. Mm. It's Battle Android Troopers. Wild. Mm. Nice. Yeah. And if once again, I was about to guess, I'd say Rob also goes Battle Android Troopers and Paul, or maybe Rob goes Serpentor. You've got a thing for Serpentor. Oh, shit. There's more of this oh. line. Yeah, Serpentor's in this line as well. Oh, fuck. Maybe <laughs> Rob likes cross-country. Hmm. Okay, I can't yeah, hedge. Um, actually, <laughs> put me out of my misery, boys. 1986 is a big year <laughs> with a lot of superstars. It is bad. It is bad. Good boy. Um, that's my choice. <laughs> you know my, first, um, my first G.I. Joe comes from this line in the form of sci-fi. Yeah, uh, so sci-fi. So no, no, it's not. Oh, but it's just, just saying. Um, I'm just looking at him now, going, "Hmm, is it sci-fi?" But it's low light. Uh, <laughs> the it was the bet for a very long time, and I still think I agree with you guys in that it's probably the best figure from this line. But my favorite, a bit, my favorite and best figure from this line is low light. Anyone here familiar with action figure therapy? Because <laughs> the. A low light video where he goes on about being being labeled a sex offender <laughs> is oh. the greatest bit of comedy writing about this figure ever. Goes into some lengthy detail, or not lengthy detail, but a little bit of detail about the fact that he's been given this gray suit with a bright silver zipper down the front. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's been pranked by some of the guys in action figure therapy um, and been kind of added to the U.S. sex offenders like watch oh, list. Gosh. And he's like, so I've been given a red dot over my my home. Uh, the jokers who did this to me are going to be finding a red dot of their own very soon because, yeah, you just pissed off the one guy who can take you out from the next state over. Oh, it's bloody good. And I probably just monkeyed the uh the punchline just ruined the whole joke damn it Stephen. what have i done but yeah man no. what an amazing amazing hero figures Jeez. a total refresh for the line let's go back to the chats guys i missed out the 85 call outs but uh yep some agreement that uh 85 is the best year 
Spoon Killer also likes barbecue from 85. I'm so grateful for like love for the little guys. Some for some reason Spoon Killer likes a firefighter, and that's awesome. It speaks well, to the not? depth of GI Joe following. Like we're an eclectic bunch. We like what we like. Mm. Yeah. Zantara says this is hard. Always loved this, the shipwreck figure, but spent looking years looking for buzzer <laughs> to take shipwreck. Nice. <laughs> Ryan says Tomex and Zamot. Bam. I dig that. That's awesome. That's also like out of, out of left field for me because they were clogging our pegs in South Africa. Mm, I remember, like, sadly. I remember that was quite a common GI Joe you would find in all of your friends' houses, either Tomex or Zamot, uh, Zamot or Tomex or both, especially if they were siblings. If like if your oh, if your friend had a sibling you, uh, and they were around the same yeah. age, yeah. Rob, apparently you converted to Quick Kick after doing the Quick Kick workout. <laughs> do you remember that? I do remember. Oh, my that. word, that was I our am... Greek unboxing video. Oh no, the what Greek, was the, the Greek um, Greek uh, sticker album? Yes, the sticker album from that collection. Yes, and then Ryan the Sweeney for eighty six says low lights. Spoon Killer says yeah. Beachhead. Tetsuo's Wrath. Triple T Sarge. And Zentara says Monkey Wrench. Hell yeah. Dude, barely you're going to have to put down some bath mats when the low light classified figure comes out. And it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Let's do it. 1987. A year that I don't have much of a connection to because this is the year that skipped us, as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. I think we got the overflow from like Europe. So we got Cobra well, we Commander. Got we, we got Croc Master. You got Fast Draw? I, I got never Fast Draw from a local collector. So I don't know if he bought that from overseas or something. Yeah, but I'm it was... saying, do you remember I'm seeing Fast Draw in child. stores? Dude, I, I don't remember, remember seeing, seeing any anything. <laughs> I mean, I barely remember <laughs> seeing Sci Fi and Deep Six on pegs when I was a child, uh, you know, like for these earlier figures. Well, Look, I can say for a fact that that I saw Big Boa, Cobra Commander, Croc Master, Falcon. And that's it. Yeah. I think the reason Sneak Peek and Psych Out and Outback were not released in South Africa is because they would have been released concurrently with the Tiger Force versions. Oh, and Tunnel Rat. Mm. So because we got the the Tiger Force versions of Tunnel Rat, Psych Out, Sneak Peek, and Outback... They weren't released. I, I, that's just a theory, but I'm sticking with it. So, out of the 87 guys, I think Tunnel Rat is the man to beat. Just a figure that does everything he does so well. Um, so nice, like tasteful. It's a unique look, but it doesn't stray too far out of believability. Sweet camo, great weapon teeny tiny little lamps in fact this was a figure that i absolutely prioritized when i arrived in the states for the first time back in 2006 and uh, got on ebay missed out on a few auctions before getting one at a sweet price and it was like with me the next day mm-hmm. god bless the usps <laughs> oh, man that sounds like a punk song god bless the usps <laughs> Rob's going to say Chuckles, and Paul's going to say Battle Armor Cobra Commander. (laughs) (laughs) Battle Armor Cobra Commander is cool, but the best figure in this line, for my money, is uh, Outback. Um, 
yeah, mm. depending on which way the wind blows for me, but it's either outback or tunnel rat. It is chuckles is beautiful. I've just always loved that figure. I think he just looks so himself. Um, and also it's cool to have a spy in your in your team. I'm gonna play Paul's game and say which is the weakest. Yeah, oh. I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a punk. Um, oh man, well the Battle Force 2000 clowns are in this line as well. Yeah, and they, they have some charm, but they step outside of the GI Joe realm for me too far. They easy prey for for weakest in the line. I feel. Flip the I'd script say... though. If Battle Force 2000 came out in 1994, would we not think that they were the best things ever? Think yeah, about it. perhaps. Oh, absolutely. I, mean, I'm I struggled sure... with some of those later years. I well, think they, 90... they would be standout figures. In 92 or 93, when I discovered they existed and I heard about the cool, uh, uh, like, oh, cool, inverted <laughs> commas, uh, when I heard that you could combine their vehicles into a base, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then you saw the mythical. base. And then I saw the base much later, and I was like, what, the, what cuck is this? But bad. Dodger is an amazing to uh, is an amazing figure and sculpt. So, you know, maybe not as easy target there. But for me, I'd say, for my money at least, the worst, the most, the weakest in the line is actually Backstop. He's the most forgettable out of the whole thing. Oh, well, I forgot about Backstop. I don't own a Backstop, go. but I have a Persuader, and I don't feel the need to get him. So that mm. tells you a little bit. Yeah, I rescinded. Chuckles, you can be spared from the flame. <laughs> I'll toss I the, could, but, but the joke. But Chuckles is like a bandolier, man. I mean, like a, a holster. Sorry, he's got like... I guess awesome. that was more yeah. astonishing as an innovation to me before it became commonplace to have secondaries. You know, The 25th anniversary and, and on has spoiled us a little bit. But yeah, I do recall, Rob, like the very first Joes that we ever ordered online... Chuckles was in your lineup for that reason exactly. You were like, that is so cool. He's got a pistol holster. That's so yeah. unique. And it actually is yeah. functional. And yeah. a little dainty little black pistol to go in it. From all the Joes that I had to choose from to be the first ones that we ordered. Yeah, Chuckles was one of them. And that was before any of the backstory <laughs> had come out, before the IDW series, before any mm -hmm. of the factors that made Chuckles like elevated you know, to being a superstar in the line. Interesting. Nineteen eighty-eight. Yes, let's hit the chats. Feel free to Spoon bring them up yourself. With low light with mail away ankle bracelets. Love it. <laughs> and panel van. Spoon killer again. Uh, as a kid, I loved how Barbecue's gun would clip onto his leg. That is a feature I also dig, um, and also it gets carried over to the classified, which is cool. Um, or in its own way, anyway. Uh, before I get myself into trouble there. Tetsuo's Wrath. Uh, do the Renegades count as one? Uh, no. Yes. I don't know. Well, do you they want them technically. To? You can you, fit you them could. in your hand. I mean, yeah. Nope. It's been single figure. Single figure. you got to pick your king of the hill, guys. Zantara hey. says 87 Mercer. Mercer, one of the best Joe figures. Yeah, Mercer's it's right up choice. there for me. I think, I, I don't know, like, objectively, for me, the figure sculpt is... Uh, is fun and and the weapon and stuff is cool but i think the personality you imbue with it as a as a toy player as a person makes that figure even better steel brigade uh, i'm picking steel brigade yes also oh. very high 
Yeah, Good. I imagine most people would grab their Steel Brigade figure from this line if their house was on fire because of how valuable they are. Um, Zantara, oh, Spoon Killer with 87 Tunnel Rat. Yeah, you heard us. Uh, Zantara, Raptor is the weakest. Shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> Raptor is amazing. <laughs> Take a pencil and write ACDC in the inside of the wings and you immediately make that figure cooler because that's what happened with mine. It was a I would have chosen that too. <laughs> Greg, uh, Greg Crockett sent me a raptor, and inside the wings, some kid or something at some point had written ACDC inside the wings of this figure, and it, and it has endeared me to raptor ever since. So, um, Jeez. I think he would look more at home if the letters K I S S were on the inside. I mean, that is some <laughs> theatrical outfit, like a cape and everything. Oh, guys, I am forgetting that we got Techno Viper in South Africa, we got all of the BF2K, and we got. The renegades but they were individually carded but, which yes, once again right. prompts me to believe that we got overstock because mm. i'm pretty sure the bf2k guys all of them were not popular figures and that's why mm. they got shifted onto africa, africa. class of 88 88 let's go let's see what shockwave like. easy so easy yeah science say, delivered. same for you rob mm-hmm and Paul says Storm Shadow. Oh, I want you, guys, I'm going to be objective here. I think Storm Shadow, you guys know how much I love that figure. And it's got weird sleeves. Gonna... Weird sleeves. It's the, the one I'm going to grab. When I... <laughs> the sleeves are a little weird, but hey, whatever. That's that's vintage figures, man. Makes it easier to grab. Um, best and figure do you from find this line? His sword yeah. kind of warps as you put it into the teeth of his backpack. Maybe it's because yes. my backpack has never been stretched out, but like, it's not a good fit. The it's not a good fit, and, it, off. and it eats the sword. It also like yeah. makes the sword a bit furry. I don't think that. It's a bit annoying. Yeah, I've got to say those are detractor points. Whereas, and and I love his bow, but it's difficult to make a vintage figure hold that bow. I've always I disagree. I have a very oh, okay. mint eighty-eight Storm Shadow, but I get that bow into the perfect firing position. My pet peeve. And this is something yeah. that I level at venerable reviewers, our buddy Brian, is that they are so used to putting weapons in the figure's right hands that they neglect to put the bow into the left hand. Which is because where it should you, be holding. Because he's if drawing you're a right-handed right bowman, you're going to be yeah. holding it in your left and drawing with your right. So yeah. I always make that point to like, no, with Storm Shadow, you've got to put it in the left hand. It's on the packaging. It is. But, but also guys, maybe, maybe he was afraid of stretching out the left hand. Maybe the right hand was was gummier. Can happen. Like, although mm-hmm. I, I am what I I will kind of say that I think the best figure from this line, just pound for pound, like what it has going for it and and all that is kind of the Hydra Viper. Because firstly I didn't really know that this thing existed until many years ago when we started G.I. Joburg and Steve spoke so highly of it that I actually saw it. And I was like, damn, this thing's incredible. The sculpt detail, the little helmet, the pipes, the backpack, the knife, the the flippers being like quite unique. There's no other toy in the line or no other release in the line with the same flippers. It's a uh, or hand sculpt for that matter. It's a very unique piece. I feel like that's kind of what elevates it and kind of makes it the best figure of this line for me. Of so you chose Hydra Viper? Yeah, I'd wow. say Hydra Viper. Also, once again, for me, I love this whole line. Um, I really think this whole line is full of win, but the Hydro Viper is the winner 
And not you, Skidmore. So many great oh, no, ideas. Actually, not you, into one of the kind of lesser regarded years. Mm. But I've got a question about Hydro Viper, which might, I mean, it's just, it's me thinking about G.I. Joe way too much. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Is his hand flesh purple? Or did they bother to manufacture a glove to go over his webbed hand? <laughs> or it's just a case of cost cutting and the hands should have been flesh I think it's because, purple because of the mutated nature of maybe that arm is mutant okay, okay. so but then it's the same color as the, the wetsuit like I kind of almost wish that yeah there was purple um, skin tone maybe there's not a wetsuit yeah, maybe it's bare arms. But then again, it needed another color to, to pick it out. And then what, has he got a cobra tattoo on his right bicep? I just find it so weird that, you know, like you look at the file card, the card arts, and it's such a handsomely rendered, like, taloned hand. Mm -hmm. To think that that's a glove, like, it, it, it can't be a glove. That's got to be his actual mutant hand. But mm. then... The face being as vanilla as it is with the exposed eyes um, doesn't jive with that. Or jives, it, it doesn't mesh with maybe, it. Maybe the skin color is the mistake. Could be. Maybe, maybe yeah. you're just supposed to keep that mask on. Yeah. Never take it off. Keep it. Yeah. Uh, because it is, it is kind of a conceit. Say. A lot of Cobra off. figures don't have removable helmets. And the ones that do just give you a piece of the eyes. Like, that is a mistake in this case. They should have never made the helmet removable. He should have always been Demon of the Deep. Because how many sort of domestic setups do you have Hydro Vipers in? They don't really look like the kind of guys you want scrambling over equipment and stuff. They are purpose-built for dealing death at depth. Mm. Yeah. That's my story. I'm going to stick with it. Uh, let's check out the chats. What do people say? I don't know. Uh, I, I see lots of interesting, cool stuff happening here. Um, Wait, did Rob give us his? I agreed with you that it was uh, it, it was shocking. Yeah, absolutely. Zantara uh, just responding. It was uh, lol. I never unwrapped my Raptor's <laughs> wings. I hated that figure that much. <clears throat> hopefully, hopefully you find the joy of it one day later on. Maybe it ends up being the gift that keeps on giving later. Every um, time he spreads his wings, <laughs> ACDC plays. Now, now, but now, now Iron Man has that uh, honor. Uh, Spoon Killer 88 Storm Shadow, right on, brother. It's a great toy. As Antara, as much as I love Road Pig, I have to vote Super Trooper. Okay, I did not see that coming from like anybody. Um, Road Pig is amazing. Super Trooper for me, for me, not so much. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> that is awesome that you dig that you dig him, Santara. Uh, Tetsuo's Wrath again. Uh, this one is hard, yes, that's what she said. Uh, Muskrat, but also, but Astro Viper and Night Force Tunnel Rat are also top picks. Oh, yeah, guys, like Night Force. Uh, um, I don't uh, think there's a single Night Force figure that I'd want more than their original, and that mm. includes Shockwave. Like, I'm not gonna go I with think the Tunnel Rat, Night Force color. I think Tunnel Rat is amazing. Santara thinks it's a glove. They should I have think Tunnel Rat's original figure is perfect for mm. night operations. With the Agreed. paint, 
the camo paint, black, black, black pants. Yeah. Night Force was a weird sub team. I mean, obviously the meta reason is their tasty repaints. Mm. They all sell well, but all GI Joe operatives should be able to operate at night. You know, like why do we need it? <laughs> a specific team. But these sub teams are always going to be a little bit. They're better artificial. just to be at night. They never go like out in the day. So I was uh, Raptor is a, a, in a straight jacket and padded room. Iron Man stole my ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Shall we roll on, boys, to 1989? Too easy when it comes to Rob. It's going to be scoopity doop. <laughs> True. Now, poorly, poorly, poorly. What do you like most about 1989? I'm going to say this week it's Ali Viper. <laughs> and for me because of the importance sentimental importance of this figure and the fact that it was absolutely the like playground status symbol of its day roblox snake eyes oh interesting yep yeah. snake eyes version three was was my snake eyes it's the one i got for I... christmas and promptly it disappeared to parts unknown yeah. my snake eyes too yep i well I, I actually think want to. Your Snake Eyes is kind of a, a symphony of some of mine's original parts. I think I remember Could the blowgun and one of one or two of the sections of the three section staff came from mine originally. So mm. it's it's nice to know that mine kind of survives. Kind of lives on. Zone. Yeah. Ah, beautiful. Guys, like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be weird here and actually. I want to jump in on the Snake Eyes train on this one, purely because wow. I feel that this is one of the best Snake Eyes figures ever made in the line. And I really would like a good spotlight on it because I don't feel like this figure gets the appreciation it deserves for being as simple and well-designed as it is to have um, weapons that are just very clever and actually work for an action figure. You know, they're not like dumb. You know, they work for an action figure, which is cool. The Uzi is maybe not the strongest because of the ugly-looking grip, but other than that, I think it's an, an incredible toy and probably the, the standout figure from this line. Um, and that is very hard for me to say because this line also has Stalker version 2, which I think is absolute magic. And Steve, you, you recently did a YouTube short on, on that. So, well, not a YouTube. Yeah, Was it a YouTube short or was it a special thing for the YouTube? It was a YouTube short. It was a YouTube short. I just yeah. put him in the bath and I was concerned because how the hell do you paddle in a kayak when you've got a gigantic machine gun in front of you and an outrigger to the side of you like his his action is so restricted anyway anyway it's just me over, overthinking gi joe again what a surprise <laughs> sweet on to 1990 because we don't Thinks it's uh, the Hydra Viper's hand is a glove. You know, that should be kind of the same as his shoes. Uh, yeah, look, I would agree with you, except that card art, man, just is so sharp. He's got these kind of talent gloves. Anyway, let's go and talk about their 89 selections Python Patrol Vipers for Spoonkiller and Norgahide for Zentara. For Zentara. Yeah, man, Norgahide was. Uh, Norgo Hyde was a big figure for me as a kid, man. Big um, figure. Yeah, David had him, and I was like quite enamored with this figure. I, that 
Yeah. I picked up Norgahide and Taurus around about the same time because I thought they looked so similar. These were the perfect figures to give to friends for birthdays. And that's exactly what I did. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I had no interest in either of them because I was like, these guys, why, why is there an identical like beardy guy with a yellow shirt released twice? One of them is a poacher. They are both <laughs> boring. I've come around on my opinions on both of them, of course. But back then as a child, I was like, <laughs> these guys suck. <laughs> Norgahide was just always a big, like it was just always fascinating to me because it's typically not something I'd go for, but yeah, I came around when I saw the features. Cool, but 1990 now, hey? Well, Tetsuo's Wrath says Frag Viper from 89. Yeah, intricate accessories. Yeah. The Caramel oh, Viper. <laughs> okay, here we go. 1990. Now, this is possibly the most difficult year, or oh. you could just cheat, kind of cheat, <laughs> which is what I did. Tiger Force Outback. Or, as I know him, <laughs> Just Outback. This figure was Outback to me. Like I didn't know. Oh, so you've been sitting on that one. <laughs> well played. I, he was, we didn't get regular release Outback in SA. We just got this one. So yeah. like this, this white-haired G.I. Joe, what was his story? He's so unique. He is like men of men. Man of men. He's just like <laughs> the man. <laughs> All the other G.I. Joes are boys. To this guy even as a Boys child man. The, the, the the old soldier <laughs> aesthetic or vibe or storyline was something that was intriguing to me he's like like you guys might be elite but i'm elite and i've seen it all so stick around you could learn a thing or two and that <laughs> yeah that i never saw him in shops though just in catalog images pining for this figure oh saw plenty of tiger force psych outs but who wants that I did. You did. <laughs> uh, out of the 1990 selection, what do you guys like? I'm going to score. I haven't actually thought of these, so it's all happening <laughs> on the spot. But I think Rob's a, a range viper kind of guy. Uh, Close. It was a Cobra. Okay. All right. Well, put me under my misery. Rock viper. Intricate accessories. I went under the toe. Also, yeah, nice. hell, all of these guys have intricate accessories. Fantastic. Top side. <laughs> I just wanted a cool underwater dude, and he just looks the part. I mean, yeah, I think he's fun. He comes with the, with the, with the you know, uh, uh, animal companion. Can't go mm -hmm. wrong. Barracuda. Barracuda. Well, I've got such good memories of that undertow. It was the first toy, first G.I. Joe I bought when Northgate opened from Dion. Um, and I had many great adventures with that toy since. I really love the undertow. Um, I'm hard-pressed to say it's the best figure from this year. It's certainly a second or third place. Um, but I think I'm going to piss off a lot of people when I say this. And, and, and it's because I currently have a lot of love for this toy now. And I've been playing with it quite a bit. Is <laughs> Captain Gridiron. He's like the best <laughs> figure from this oh, one. He's got, he's got the most absurd <laughs> accessories. He's, he, he's just kind of a one-man army. He's completely ridiculous and he's represented in the video game i feel like these all these factors combined to make him a very want a likable and readable figure to grab when to I'm... mention the fact that in season one of deke he is duke that's true 
He's Dick's Duke. Dick's Duke. <laughs> I mean, that might be Dick. a factor in favor or it might be a factor against, but yeah, he's definitely the guy calling the shots. He's the, the, the man. <laughs> I, I, I wonder what the eBay prices are going to look like on these figures. That's why I'm saying oh, nothing sure. about the Sky Patrol, which Captain, I've nearly completed, thank God. Captain Gridiron has a notoriously easily broken crotch because he's got quite thick thighs. <laughs> thick with two Cs. Um, so, it, yeah, crotches on, on gridirons are becoming notoriously difficult. Not to mention the fact that he's got a <laughs> visor. He's got those elbow pads. Like, there's a lot to assemble. There's a lot of accessories, yeah. Captain Gridiron. So if you've got one, good for you. If you're on the hunt, I wish you well, because it's, it's, it's not easy. This is certainly the year for accessories. I mean, basically all the figures come with a ton of stuff. Is it too much? No. No, I think <laughs> when, when you find the figure originally, it's great to have so many accessories. Um, yeah. And it's still generally good accessories. I mean, we, you know, we, we're going to enter um, battle, what's it called? Battle core period soon where <laughs> they just come with like generic accessories generic a lot of the time. Yeah. This is still a year when they were actually giving them accessories that kind of fit the character or their, their purpose. Taking a look at the chats. Ah, Centaur says Pathfinder, one of my favorite figures ever. Well, we are learning a lot about you, Centaur. That's, that's an interesting pick. Mm. I, to this day, still have no desire to get Pathfinder. Perhaps it's because of your Dreadnought predilections, Centaur. That's why you want the most Dreadnought-looking G.I. Joe, who has the most Dreadnought-looking weapons. Yeah, Hell I yeah. see you. <laughs> it's also a very Jurassic Park in my eyes. Tetsuo's Wrath like, Freefall. Yes, he's tapping into that Muldoon. Or yeah. just anonymous mercenary, kind of yeah. one of the guys that gets fed to the raptors. Yeah, Freefall. <laughs> that camo, that simple loadout works for me. Mm. Freefall is a, on Freefall, a usual beautiful. gun, hey. Wow. Mm. Very Too many neat. magazines. <laughs> Looks like something from like the Second World War, perhaps. Like a, mm. a paratrooper weapon. But yeah, very, very interesting figure. And curiously, not a member of Sky Patrol. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. If he was, it'd be the only unique sculpt as well in Sky Patrol. Ah, yes, of course. Mm. Right. Rolling on. Cool. 1991. This is, we were just shitting in our pants now as kids. Eh? We were like having all the fun. <laughs> so many <It's>... Joes. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a big year. It's a big um, year. And I'm going to pluck one of the single-carded standard releases, not a sub-team, which probably runs counter to what people might expect of me, and say mm -hmm. that Jetpack Hawk just <laughs> felt like a special thing. It was a special moment mm -hmm. in collecting when you got that guy because uh -huh. finally you had Hawk. We missed out on 86 Hawk, and this one was a, like a deluxe presentation of hawk so he had layers of special sort of piled on top of it itself um, and i remember my friend got it i didn't get it and my playtime with him was severely limited as a result because this guy treated it like gold dust <laughs> mm. as you like, should yep 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 all right 
Give me your selections, guys. My voice has just run out. <laughs> uh, for, for, for me, it's also General Hawk. Um, wow. It was cool to have the toy and then see him in the video game as the final level character. So that was nice. It's probably a but, controversial choice. Uh, oh, you're just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, guys, Lowlight version 3 and Mercer version 2 are some of the finest toys ever made. But General Hawk, is, it's, Steven said it all. It's a special figure. There's something very unique about this guy. Grant is cool, but I mean, yeah, that flat top and that screaming face sculpt. Grant is cuck, man. I'm sorry, I hate that toy. (laughs) It's probably controversial, but I'd probably go with um, Crimson Guard Immortal. I think um, it's an interesting update on the character. And those weapons are so weird. Really tiny feet, though. Yeah, (laughs) really tiny feet. I wonder why. No, probably re- because cool. because all the boots they they could only get small boots, so they had to um, hire any guys with like small feet to become. Oh man, maybe models. maybe this speaks to the hideous um, traditions of the Crimson Guardsmen that the first version file card hints at. Like there's some kind of ritual that they go through. That's ah. too 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 hideous for words or something like that. Maybe they're into foot binding or toast chopping off guys i went to ripley's mm. believe it or not which is like a an attraction uh, yes. not too far from here the TV show. Yeah. Ah, i saw the exact size of like chinese foot um what's it called binding yeah like, like how small they like they break women's feet girls feet and like they became these like almost like i don't know like an animal hoof uh, so it is so gross you saw the exact size of the shoe that they were supposed to fit into oh anyway so not quite that small but like yeah as i say crimson god immortal small feet (laughs) oh it does remind me of like john mcclain all the terrorists in the world have to kill one with feet smaller than my sister (laughs) 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 all right shall we move on then to 1992 oh wait a minute chats Boys and girls, what have we got? Anyone in 1991, Snake Eyes with the Swords, just skip all the other crap he came with. Fair enough. Thank you, Spoon Killer. Satara would take Red Star because Satara loved him, but must pick Cesspool because the figure wowed me. Yes! Sculpted Cobra symbol on the chest. Such a characteristic head sculpt. Yeah, Cesspool's a good I thought about Cesspool. Hawk as well. Yeah, good stuff. 1992. Now things get maybe they get easier because there's a drop. There's a there's a drop in the kind of quality of things as the spring loaded and other firing mechanisms are on the rise. The figures become less interesting. The accessories become less tailor made to them. I I find. Uh, yeah. Now it's know. all about the sculpting of the figures more than the accessories. Like Destro might have been the only one that came with that disc launcher. But does the disc launcher speak to Destro specifically? No, it doesn't. So even though the weapons were unique, they all still had a gimmick which just made them very anonymous. But in such an anonymous year, what did I settle on? Gosh, racking my brain, I'm forgetting. Oh, it was one of the mm. sub-team guys. It was Overkill. Yes! Uh, this was a figure that course. had loads of unique stuff that was just unique to him. The removable hand, the chest plate that opens. Oh, 
everything about this figure is amazing. And it's astonishing to me how he's been revisited in so many other forms of media, be it Sigma Six, be it um, Devil's Due Publishing. But it's still a character that Larry Harmer has, I, I think he might have no awareness of or just chosen to ignore in favor of other kind of robots. Well, he could <laughs> be, actions. I mean, he may not know about him, but I mean, I, I imagine in the form of revenge, that's kind of his overkill. I would have a lot more love stories. for the Blue Ninjas and Revenge if they weren't led by BN001, but by Overkill. Mm -hmm. Like That would be a huge saving grace for me. And I've, mm. been, I've been sitting on that opinion for a long time now. So maybe <laughs> you'll hear more of it in our comic book rereads. But yeah, Overkill is a standout figure for me, provided you unscrew that heinous backpack. <laughs> That's the first thing you do. Mine also comes thing. from the... Mine Word. also comes from the Talking Battle Commanders, actually. Uh, uh, Stalker. Yeah. Stalker <laughs> is so great from that line. Love it. Um, an easy pick would have also been Spirit Version 3, but I just feel yes. like it's such a mythical cool figure. Cool look for that, Spirit. Mm, but it's such a great toy. No, Robbie? that Stalker, man. So good. I chose, I chose Roblox. Oh, ooh. No. Roblox. I thought it's it's a cool version of Roblox. It's uh, not it is a cool too version out of there. Like we 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 we're not at that point yet. I mean, a lot of the characters this year look very out there, but I think he's very, um, not muted, but he's he's more um realistic. I think in his portrayal, there is not a more fantastic head sculpt of Roblox in existence. I think, mm -hmm. and the the earring. Oh, the earring, so good. Yeah, it's it, it's in the small details that you find the really cool stuff in this year. I think. Truth. Absolutely. Very good picks, boys. Hell yeah! Spoonkillus is Big Bear for ninety two. Oh. Tetsuo went with Bulletproof. So Stephen, someone said Bulletproof. And Zantara says very hard. Toxic Viper is just incredible. One person on the planet that loved Headman enough to save him from the fire. Zantara, <laughs> thank Burglar. Yeah, I, I absolutely hate that figure, but, you know, I'm going to think of you before I say mean things about it in future. Good. Look at that ponytail, man. That's pretty that unique. A sweet ponytail. Also, the gold it reminds me of the bad guy from that hokey martial arts film we watched on tv at your place last year steve oh, really? <laughs> what was that movie we watched man shit it was like it was this it was a sequel several like years down the line bloodsport bloodsport blood or, or something but headman I, I think he's cool i mean also like the detailing in his jacket is really nice the, the stripes once again sings in taurus pattern like the most dreadnocky looking guys. I mean, the, I imagine in, in 1993, it's going to be Gristle, if I was to guess. We'll see how I do, because next and up, then... it's 1993. <sighs> Paul, you're going to be Fisherman Bazooka. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, gosh, Rob. Why not, oh. dude? Like, you... it wasn't going to be, but no, actually, I have got to figure better than that for this year. But, yeah. Interesting. Well, if you've been comprehensive about looking through every single figure, as I know mm -hmm. you fellas have, I think the standout for you guys might be the Headhunter Stormtrooper. Oof, 
it's a really great figure it's an it's amazing really amazing toy it really, really is good. <laughs> it's good but um, also plain somehow at the same time i don't know true Steven... it's very anonymous it's not quite a cobra yeah he feels like he almost comes from another line yeah when i look at him he's, and he's, he's very too cool. good I think to be a, a headhunter yeah but um gung-ho from uh the mega marines actually Ooh, I really like that version of, of Gung Ho, which is tough. I almost, I almost chose Gung Ho two years in a row. I almost <laughs> chose Gung Ho from the previous year, but he wasn't the right colors. Because the Gung Ho oh. from this year, they the colors were better. The kind of like the red jacket felt better for him. Yeah, and I just uh, think AKA he, Tiger Force Gung Ho. Basically, yes. <laughs> but I think the Mega Marines version is is way cooler. It's just it's cool that he's in charge of his own team. It's um, cool that he looks like he's from Aliens, dude. Yeah, yeah he's got the it's a cool futuristic outfit. I mm. think, I think it's yeah. When when I first saw him on the toy racks, I was like, I have to have this figure. What I, I really love about this, like what I love about this year yeah. is that there's actually a lot of really great toys to choose from, you know, and it's mm. uh, which is a great contrast to the years before it, where they've all been good and they're fun. Um, not, I'm not talking about every single year. I'm talking about in the '90s specifically. And then all of a sudden we have amazing figures like, for me, Doctor Ben, a Mind Bender version two, <laughs> which is an incredible design. I love that toy. I even love the colors. Um, take it or leave it. That beachhead, that ace, uh, gee, the bazooka, yeah, because it's that bazooka. The leatherneck, the headhunters, the stormtroopers. Oh my word! Night creeper leader, Ninja Four Zartan. I can go on here. The entire you, lineup you could literally movies. name every single figure if you wanted. I literally name <laughs> so many freaking. But which one did cool you settle on? As the best figure released in this year, um, that I feel is probably mm, the most coherent. Not necessarily best, idea. but but yours, your favorite. My mm. favorite. Yeah. Oh shit, dude! It's got to be that Ninja Four Zartan, man. Hmm. Mm. And it's weird. Sense. Another figure that I sincerely doubt will ever enter my collection because I just I do like not it. see Zartan on that figure. Well, Zartan V1 eclipses all. Like I just oh, have course. no room but for for that alternate persona. I dig it. It's like whispering Willy in the GI Joe line. It's so great. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's it's um, good for farce. A um, creeper leader, dude. Oof, you guys beautiful. can uh, take a chance um, at guessing mine. I picked the most populous year to turn the tables. I'd like to think it's um, Firefly. Oh, Firefly the black highlights. Yeah. Yes. No. That's, that's I, what, I, oh, interesting. Okay. That was my first Firefly, and I did get a lot of playtime out of him as a result. Painted He's that fabulous green. gun black. Um, but no, the, I'm going to narrow it down. It's a unique character that only came out in this year. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Um, Colonel Paul, Courage. You Colonel nope. Courage, of course. I've Damn only just gotten nice Colonel Courage, and um, I can see why people don't like him. I mean, he's, he's a Frank and Joe, and it's just it's <laughs> weird. How do, you, how, do you, how do you implement him into G.I. Joe at this stage? It feels like a very late addition to be well, a just. An, an incredible toy. I, I've got a feeling maybe even Mirage then. Good guess. Good toy. Never really had a strong attraction to it. 
but yeah that's it's, it's okay. a good unique new character but the unique character that i speak of actually adds something that gi joe was missing from the get-go gi joe needed a resident mad scientist oh yes oh i give you robo joe star brigade um and the only the only armor tech figure that you can believably use around base in its armor because that is his reconstructed body now after the lab accident where destra broke in stole the plans to the armor tech stuff that he was developing this guy gets rebuilt as Robo Joe, and that's that's him now. He's now a member of GI Joe in this cybernetic body. So he, yeah, he does open GI Joe's mad scientist account. No, he's not squatting in that armor spoon killer. That is literally his body. All the other guys are. They're somehow squashing their bodies into the armor, but his body is literally the armor. Mm. <laughs> The armor. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean the head sculpt is incredible and it allows you to play out all those robocop tropes which is so cool and yet mm. also because he's the scientist responsible for the tech you know he's frank he's dr frankenstein and the monster at the same time he's jekyll and hyde at the same time he's got that duality that maybe robocop never did because you know robocop was a he was a grunt he was a, an everyman who gets swept up in this the scheme whereas this guy's his own tormentor <laughs> if you really want to get uh deep guys yeah i'm great, i'm great. actually kind of shocked none of you chose dino hunters the dinosaur <laughs> i love Kirk Bazigian. sorry like, to disappoint he's such a cool guy but i wonder what was wrong in the week where he had to sign off on this figure i, I can't believe he signed off on this dinosaur Dude, Jurassic Park. No, but they just, the, the dinosaur they just is out like, whatever they had lying around. It was like they needed to pounce now. <laughs> but this dinosaur looks like you just told it that you've had the biggest crush on it forever and that you bought it a Ferrari. <laughs> and it's like, what? For me? <laughs> it's so terrible. I guess anyway. there were fragility issues with giving the arms, I don't know, individuation, articulation. No, no. I don't know, I've got a few rubber dinosaurs that have individuated arms just fine and they're perfectly hardy. Yeah, China didn't care. <laughs> Moving right along to um or speedily along. The final and year of era, we've done it. Well, uh, comments. Spoon killer Scarlet. Uh and yes, Stephen was right. It is Gristle. Oh. That's entire chose. <laughs> Tetsuo went with Headhunter Stormtrooper. Calling it the coolest looking bad guy figure ever. That's a good one. Um, yes, middle. Spoon Killer, just like Robocop, um, they left the one part of his original body unarmored. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is an interesting thing because clearly, like the head of, um, like he doesn't need to breathe anymore, I guess, but he's mm. going helmetless into space combat. Like, surely the, the extreme temperatures would either fry or freeze your skin never mind that the radiation dude did yeah he yeah. is not taking care of his uh his like, but he government. comes with the helmet by the way he does come with a helmet but the card art a... depicts him in space unhelmeted <laughs> 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 which 
Whereas all the rest of the Joes have their helmets on and Cobras for that matter. Even the Bart. Well, the thankfully, Bart this year, thankfully, this year, uh, thankfully, this year makes it much easier. 1994. You're saying the yeah. final year of, of original Ara. Just for. Or does it? The, the, for the symmetry, synergy of having an ice cream scoop. I'm going to say Paul. <laughs> Not Paul. I'm going to say my other friend, Robert, <laughs> likes <laughs> Ice Cream Soldier above all else. Wow. Yeah. Alice. And Paul likes Major Blood. I love this Major Blood. You're right. Yeah. It is an, an amazing figure. But let's not ignore the one figure from this line I absolutely am dying to get my hands on. And I fear I never will. Shipwreck version 2. Oh, beautiful! That would that be makes me. Him look like torpedo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it is—it is a standout figure in just how good it is. Mm. And it's still a Frankenjoy. It uses previously produced parts, but adds some new ones. And what is astounding this late in the line to have a rubber mask that plugs in, does all the things that like. A more classic era of G.I. Joe toys would do. But it's happening in 1994, the era of like plastic sprue weapons. And Shadow He's Ninjas. Great. He's amazing. So He's you both chose. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which means I have two shipwrecks in my final 12. Hell yeah. Amazing. That is weird. Well, Shrimp. actually, yes, uh, Ice and Soldier was a close, <laughs> close choice for me. It's so weird. But weirdly enough, I went with Predacon. Because I just thought so late in the line, they were even though they were near the end, basically, they were still innovating in what they were trying to do with the um, you know the, the whole Star Brigade story. Um, it's a four-armed figure. I just think that's absolutely wild. I love four-armed GI Joes. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy that at the end of the line they were kind of now they were really going wild. It's like throwing everything at the wall. I mean, we spent an entire episode talking about star brigade and how crazy these figures are in general um but i think yeah he's he's pretty awesome bang 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 i just but yeah it's, the, it's right at the end they were like yeah let's just, just let's do anything <laughs> also really like i feel like a good notable mention as well should be that version 7 cobra commander and um black star oh, what star brigade yeah bizarre so cool. why why would you i love the helmet this? I think it's so. Have you seen right. him with his accessories? He, I Is think it? he's great. I love that helmet. It's so cool for me. Like, it's it's certainly it's something. Metroid. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I see where you're going with that, Paul. It's your love of Metroid. It is mm. very Metroid. That's what you just color corrected him to look like Samus. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Winning. Cool. And. Look, also, we, we yeah. really embraced G.I. Joe's with helmets simply because we wanted to play with them in space. Mm -hmm. And had we had this Cobra Commander, I could see it being a, a pretty cool, like, villain. Because <laughs> yes, the, the, oh, the, the helmet does look <laughs> villainous. It doesn't look like anything that screams Cobra Commander, but it still looks Lord like Howard. a baddie. <laughs> I'm surrounded by assholes. Anyway. What practical in-universe explanation do you suppose there is for the helmet being quite that rotund? He's surrounded by assholes. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I can't give you 
any really good explanation. More like <laughs> electronic packages or something where you can communicate with, with more of his troopers. Maybe like a big heads-up display in there that allows him to, to kind of like keep uh, abreast of the um, battlefield, maybe? I don't know. You know what I think oh. would have been rad, just in terms of speculation, not real world, but toy world, had he come with, yeah, I know that that suction cup vehicle is something I really want to try out for uh, in real life. Like I really <laughs> want to see how that works. I'm so dying to play with something like that. Um, I think it would have been cool if you had like a mech suit and it was missing a head. So when you put him inside that helmet oh, made up where cool. the head was, I think that could have been really cool. I think the most practical uh, so explanation, <laughs> the I'm most so practical explanation is from Spoon Killer. He's got a microwave in there for popcorn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say space you can eat. There's got to be some additional tech in there, but you see, these guys don't have backpacks, so I reckon maybe life support is stored in the helmet. Like it's actually just oh, that's possible. Yeah, there. Tetsuo just also possible. hit on that. Um, it gives him more the extra microwave. air. Gives him extra <laughs> air. Hold your breath. So for, 90, <laughs> for ninety-four, Tetsuo chose action soldier. Um. Spoonkiller also chose Action Soldier version 2, the orange suit. And Zantara says, a year so bad, I walked out of the toy aisle in disgust and never bought a 94 figure. Had I seen FX or Predacon and the pigs, I might have gotten them. Hey. Hey, Predacon love. FX. Yeah. But I think, yeah, a lot of kids, a lot of Jojo uh, fans were, yeah, I mean, so many disgusted people walked out, walked out, disgusted that, yeah, the line ended in 94. Even as they did, yeah, as Sprinkler says, the 30th anniversary shows. He likes, he likes cool. the orange action sailor. I prefer the black, but I mean, that's just that's a given. I suppose orange. Didn't Connery wear orange in Thunderball? I don't know. Orange does definitely evoke one of the factions in Thunderball. I'm forgetting which, but yeah. An orange wetsuit. Nothing screams the 1960s more than an orange wetsuit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now that we have 13 figures from all of G.I. Joe, if you had to choose from these 13 favorites, your one oh, goodie and your one baddie, so you like you get outside Ooh. and then suddenly you, you trip and um, all the figures on the ground, the fire is racing behind you and you can only pick up two of them. Thankfully, you have enough time to think about a goodie and a baddie. Which ones would you choose from these 13 to save? Crap. One giddy, one bad. That's such a good question. Yeah, it's I'd be Zartan and Snake Eyes version three. <laughs> I would be fumbling on the floor for my Storm Shadow version four or version two. Version one. What am I talking about? Version two. Sorry. <laughs> I'd be fumbling on the floor for that thing. And I'd probably, and I hate how I'm this guy. <laughs> I really do hate how I'm this guy. But like, yeah, that's Snake Eyes, dude. Like the eighty-four Snake Eyes, eighty-five Snake Eyes. I keep saying that, but then good stuff, I keep dude. But you, you've just picked the two most iconic characters from the line. So why yeah, not? I know that's how lame I am. I hate <laughs> myself this. Well, for me, it would be, and yeah, Scoop. Destro, Destro, Destro. And Scoop, yeah, I eighty-three so. Destro. Yes. Okay. If I could got not some responses in else. from the panel. Tetsuo says Destro shipwreck. I I agree. Those are picks mm -hmm. that I had as well. But yep, they would be my second and third, perhaps or third and fourth. 
Spoon cannot just repeat it purely mm. based on emotional attachment. And that's so important. Like, mm. everyone comes at this line with a different bent. We can all agree on like what the, like, the classics are. But amongst that, we throw in our little, little nuanced picks. Hands and Pathfinder and Monkey Rich. Ah, Pathfinder yeah. finds his way as the top of the pops in Zantara's Zantara. good guy. Pile. I don't I blame Zantara either because if they have a monkey wrench that hasn't got a broken crotch, I'd also grab it off the floor as quickly as possible because that's super rare. Okay. Well, monkey wrench was just such a fabulous, like, unique character for me because I didn't have any of the dreadnoughts except for monkey mm. wrench. So he was on a pedestal automatically, just being this unique guy. And funny we should talk about Han Solo as like shipwreck, but like, like, Actually, with the, the open shirt all the way down, Monkey Wrench is he's out harding hard. He's just he's super cool. And the mirror shades and so the low. beard and the hair. Like Monkey Wrench is a good looking figure, man. Uh, he really falls is. outside of the, the the holy trinity or the unholy trinity. But as a standalone dreadnought, if you just had that figure. He's full of character. I remember him being in like our science fiction, like spaceport adventures, Rob. And I would often have a, a predilection towards him as my guy, my smuggler, my scoundrel, my my main character. Very cool. But I think that concludes our our task. So how did everyone else do? <laughs> Let us know in the comments down below. But right oh, yeah. now, I think uh, shall we talk about new ship boys? Yeah. yeah, well, that was traumatic, but you just put uh, in front of me. I had nightmares <laughs> like that. Anyway, yes, let's talk about new shit. Let me get the the scariness out of my mind of uh, having, of dropping all those Joes on the floor after just rescuing them all. <laughs> um, who wants to go first, Rob? Do you want to go first with the new stuff? Because you well, some new it's well as I said, I got I got a couple of Gundams. Um, oh, Paul got me. Um, what the hell are they called? Robo, Robo Skulled Men's, yes, Skelly Crones. Skelly Drones. <laughs> they're really cute. Uh, I love so that cool. they have, I mean, they just have enough articulation for you to be able to like play with them and just have fun. Um, mm. And it's cool that there's, we have so many of them, so you can just like swarm your figures. Um, and then Paul also got me, I believe it's Laser Viper. Yeah, so that comes called? to you courtesy of um, uh, Mauler Joe. Hell yeah. Yeah. He's very cool. I've never thought I wanted to own a laser viper, but now that I have it, I'm just I'm happy I have him. Right. He's just one of He's those fantastic. those guys. And Paul got me a little studio, a little home studio where I can make videos. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So that's 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 another new shit that I done got. I finally got new stuff. I can actually say 289 Rob had new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Some Gundams. Uh, you should actually show some pics of those Gundams when you built with them, dude. I know that you built some of the, the Estes. I'd love to see them mm -hmm. on, the, on a future episode. Just pop them here. Absolutely, I know they're not G.I. Joe, but... Yeah, I know for them, sure. Dude. But, I mean, if we can, you know, uh, indulge your your, your Heberg, I'm sure we can do a little bit of Gunberg. Gunberg. Berg dam. <laughs> <laughs> and I spoke uh, adequately on Star Wars figures. So, like, we, we are a pretty split focus, I guess. Well, you know, it's like we, every toy collector. We enjoy of all course. toys. 
It's the joy of the toy. And uh, Mike the Toy Hunter has just reminded me of, of something there in that, you know, being a toy collector is fun. He's got a great video about why he collects toys or why you should collect toys or why collect toys, mm. uh, which I'm hoping we can link in the description below uh, because it's Feel a great free to video. Add it, Paul. I will <laughs> send you the link, my dude. I'll, when, we, when we publish the show, I'll, I'll you add have it. Rights. You can add it. Just... I can add it. I can add it. I can add it. I'm just letting people know that Stephen does the important stuff there. Um, guys, I think it's a really good video because it helps keep things in perspective and just reminds us why toy collecting is fun. And, and it's just cool to see somebody that has similar sentiments being echoed in that video. But on to new toys for me. Uh, the aforementioned uh, Indiana Jones from the Indiana Jones. I'm going to call them the classified Indiana Jones um, <laughs> figure, uh, which I will get a review out in the next two weeks of uh, because I have things to say. My God, I have things to say. And I got a very cool Black Major um, toy. And I'm sorry that I didn't take a photo of this guy, but it's basically a white crimson guard. Um, but he's got different changeable heads, so you can switch his head out with like a Crimson Guard Immortal. He's also got that uh, Cobra Commander version 7 head, the Star Brigade head um, on there, um, as well as a White Frag Viper head. So that's a lot of fun. And he's got a, um, a removable Crimson Guard helmet as well, So as well as having a normal CG helmet. So quite a lot of fun for a troop building kind of dude. Um, I saw it and I didn't want to pass it up. Um, so that that would be my, those would be my figures, and yes, I also got Skeletor Jones, but you guys saw that on the video, and yeah, just a shout out again to to Skeletron for sending those to me. I believe their website is now up and running; they've updated it, so that's also rad. So go and check that out too. And I've been having lots of fun with my Skeletor Jones. I'm sure you'll see some of that in my Serrano review. Oh, I got Serrano a while back, but you'll see that review this week, yay! Because I'm finished with it. So. Whew. Yeah, busy, busy, Oof, busy, busy, busy guys. Well, I saw going for a song at the local hi-fi store Oof. the Book of Boba Fett, like deluxe four-inch Boba Fett from Tatooine. And a little um, box thingy. It's oh. old man Boba. It's the Dead best figure at that scale ever produced. It just wow. the engineering of it is astounding the proportions oh, cool. are perfect the paintwork is crisp it's amazing it's so amazing i haven't picked it up since <laughs> honestly like <laughs> my, my hands only have time for o-ring gi joes I tell you like this guy is incredible mm -hmm. but he's so good that he shares he, he's peerless he has no friends to play with so i put him on top of well apart from Fennec Shand, who he now sits on top of an A-wing with. They're both just oh. sitting there like, yeah, <laughs> on the hood. Nice. But uh, an amazing figure. Uh, might not be amazing at the recommended retail price of like $50. Oh, my God. Australian. Really? Australian. Wow. But I got him for 17 So. What a Damn, son. I am and you said it was the last one. Toy Hunter. Remember? It was the last one at that particular store. Oh, yeah. Ever. Yeah. 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 Well, if, if I find him again at 17, now 17 because I had an extra $10 taken off because I became a member of that store. But all you need to do <laughs> to become a member is to give them an email address 
and I have about five, so mm-hmm. that's fifty dollars spread over five purchases. But like, I can keep <laughs> keep coming back with a new email address. Hey, uh, let me join your membership program. <laughs> nice. Anyways, moving on. The uh, I got a few other things, but the only thing that I'm going to unveil in this pod, I got 1992's Battle Corps Duke. We I got a big dude. <laughs> 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 to those of you who don't know that offhand, that's the Duke that rides his spring-loaded launcher like a mechanical <laughs> bull. It's got a flip-up seat. On this thing. It has an obscene red, red tip. Like, come on, guys. Stop. It's an inside joke, clearly. And he has the most ridiculously um, cast brown plastic parts, like his uh, the, the tripod for the, the gun, uh, for the rocket launcher, the his submachine gun itself and his knife are like it's not gold plastic syndrome it's it should be brown plastic syndrome because this stuff with age looks like dried out brittle chocolate you know kind of has whitened discoloration becomes very fragile and cracks just splits on its own accord crumbles to dust however i have good samples my tripod is all uniformly one color of brown, as is the gun. Long may that last. However, the knife wasn't so lucky. It's the same melody as so many of these knives. Because the rocket launcher has a little sheath point at its base, so many of these knives got sheathed, and then the kid or big kid attempted to slide it out, and the handle just clean broke off. So I have, mm-hmm. I have the blade of my knife. Like... It's like it's held in amber. <laughs> it's going to be there for all eternity, just in the sheath without its handle. Right. However, wow. this Duke has a problem, guys. He has an exceptionally long nose. Like I, I, the I, longest I, nose I, I, oh, wow. of any G.I. Joe <laughs> in existence. It's, yes, dude. <laughs> it's distracting. It is distracting. I love the Duke. Did you measure this shit? Oh, wow. <laughs> I, put him, I put him side to side with the uh, original Duke, and it seems Duke has grown in the <laughs> intervening years, but only in the nose. <laughs> His ears got smaller. He got smaller. The same? Is this also Duke? I mean, is this another Duke? Did the original die? Steve Martin. <laughs> Look, they did um, retcon some of Duke's uh, backstory to make him like a secret agent man as well. So maybe he's wearing, he's still wearing the the, the face um, prosthetics. Yeah, he's got the, you know, the Ethan Hunt extension of the nose. He's going to peel that off and pop it off. I don't know, guys. It is, a bit, it is a bit distracting. I'm not going to lie. Because once you've seen it, you cannot unsee it. So... Apologies to everyone out there who regard this as an okay figure and now pick it out of their toy box and is like, oh, gross. That nose. Maybe you've also highlighted that the original Duke's nose is too small for some people. Now they're hating that toy. <laughs> One more reason to hate the uh, menacing grimace, the, uh, the, the, the sadistic smile of Duke version one. Mm-hmm. But all is forgiven because I'm only ever going to want to see this guy from behind. by that i mean i'm gonna use this duke to fill out my four player cabinet of the run and gun rail shooter gi joe arcade game of which i love how i see the characters 
Yes, well, I, in the background of the photograph that I'm featuring on screen now is my son's uh, trampoline, which is hexaga hex ha, hexagonal. hexagonal. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's pterodrome like and they are assaulting it. All four of them, Scarlet, Duke, Snake Eyes, Roblox, and Yo, all Joe. the the video game relevant versions of those figures. Except I think there was a later Scarlet produced outside of the classic years that has a more orange uh, unitard and more purple mm. leggings and, and arms. And that would be more in tune with her Deke era coloring. She's got a nice so booty. That's what I need to hunt down. Yes, Scarlet does have a nice booty. Watch that crotch. Booty, and that's booty, me. New shit done. Boom. Guys, I Super do just sugar. before we jump out the window uh, <laughs> of the burning building, I want to highlight um, our story time with Rob, <laughs> as I want to call it. Uh, Return of the Games Master by Mark van Leeuwen, which is a, a hardbound dire story that he sent us, which I unveiled to the chaps on camera and had Rob do a live reading of this mm -hmm. dire story. Uh, we punched up the pictures in a video together with our voiceover, and uh, it's on the channel. So if you haven't seen it, do check it out. It's mm. I, it's something that I kick myself for not saying more on record in the video because I was too obsessed with trying to get you guys to guess what his custom vehicle work was. I marvel at the amount of behind-the-scenes work that goes into producing these pictures because he creates sets very creatively doesn't just use oh, online yeah. resources. He He's into oil painting and cardboard creations, you know, like colorful cardboard cut in certain ways to create trees and bushes and shrubs. Um, the games master himself is this kind of, if you don't know him from the cartoon, he's this, this arcade-type character, if you know X-Men, who, mm -hmm. instead of video games being his, his minions, he's got toys. So it's, it gives G.I. Joe an opportunity to fight everything else in the toy box, which, if you know your history, uh, was G. I., the intended enemy of G.I. Joe anyway. Um, but like, it is wonderful to see G.I. Joe mixing it up with other toy lines like Playmobil Pirates and um, plastic-molded small soldiers. Uh, it's just so good to have that license, and he does it so well. Like... The Games Master's castle is a Playmobil castle, but it's on this beautifully quilted bedspread, which is so good because it just takes us back to our play times as children, but does it in a believable, in-universe way. So there's no end to the good stuff you can say about these dire stories. It rewards you on the first viewing. It rewards you on subsequent viewing. So once again, I've just got a big, give, give, give a big suggestion to anyone listening to this to go check it out on the channel. Uh, what do you guys think of that? I, I'm very I, much in love with I it. had a fun time reading that out loud. It was a good experience. And yes, I'm so his, glad the book his creativity does reward uh, multiple sort of reads or views. Yeah. I'll second that, yeah. that you had a fun time, Rob, because it is very evident in your delivery. You are having <laughs> the time of your life. Your sound effects, your vocal graphics are amazing. Wow. Wow. Um, Mark, it's actually cool that you bring this up because uh, Mark sent me some pics. I, I don't know if he sent them to you, Steve, but he sent me some pics of uh, some of the scenery he's making. I don't want to reveal what it is here. Uh, 
in case he's trying to keep it like they were on Facebook. Oh, were they? Okay, because <laughs> wow, wow, very cool, very like. And I said this to him as well. I'm going to say echo that's here. It's very inspiring. I'm so glad that I have a cricket because he's giving me great ideas as to what I can do with my cricket for GI Joe backdrops and things. Just saying. So, yeah. Awesome. Silence. I think this episode's <laughs> a wrap, boys. Yeah. We're wrapped. Sorry, I was just checking my phone because I don't know if you guys have ever gone on Shipwreck's Treasure, Treasure Chest, the Facebook group, but they occasionally uh, just like... Yeah. Yeah, I... I, I whatever, I, I put in a, a slot. I put my, my money in what? I, I paid for a slot in one of the, the Razzes. I mean, a couple of bucks and you could win yourself a lofty prize. Why not? And Scorts has come out of that pretty well. So. He has. Amazing. Well, yeah, big time, man. He's, he's got some Tiger Force stuff. He's got uh, complete dragonflies. He's, mm. he's done well on there. He's got some amazing toys from there. So eh, all the best to you. Roll man. the dice. So anyone wondering, uh, Shipwreck's Treasure Chest on Facebook. It's a group you can ask to join. And yeah, like it's almost daily. They have prize giveaway or not giveaways sometimes it's a giveaway Raffles. but most times you Basic. you pay for a slot it's like three dollars fifty four dollars whatever and uh at total random a winner is selected and you could win yourself for haslab sky striker <laughs> for instance amazing really uh, i'd like to thank the berg force as always the the people in the chat spoon killer tetsuo ryan sweeney zantara who did i miss all of you i miss people. anyone yeah as Santara says, a wonderful discussion. And um, yeah, it was a, it was Cheers. a good time. Thank Thanks, you. Santara. Thank you, thank you. And I'd like to thank all our Patreons, the Berg Force, and our YouTube members. I've wrapped up quite a lengthy, almost year-long saga of Playmotion over on the YouTube membership. Uh, yeah, week to week, I do a little adventure. And I had a massive converging storyline, which just needed to... I need to stop it because <laughs> otherwise it could just go on forever. <laughs> and I did. And I'm quite happy with, with the results. Maybe I'll collect them all for release one day. But yeah, if you just can't wait, there are over 40 of these episodes. And some of them are just slice of life stuff. But a lot of them are me playing with my toys, trying to tell some cumulative storyline as creatively as, as my adult brain can allow. <laughs> Go and that's it. Hey yourselves. I have I've been in a vlogging mood. Um, I started sort of doing some. I was in Cape Town because I was in the hotel room by myself. I understand, Steve, why you would go out on adventures, um, but it's got <laughs> me like I've got a lot of opinions, so I do apologize. But they will be for the patrons because I don't know if I'm ready for them to be exposed to the to the whole world. So the patrons, you will be getting. These are randomly, these sporadic vlogs from, from me from time to time. So keep an eye open for those. Um, yeah, let's see. Let's see if you agree or disagree. I'm cool either way. I just want to get these thoughts out. So, and what yeah. you got to say, Rob, before the lights go dark? I got to say I had a great time. I'm going to have a great time, <laughs> greater time next time. Good times. <laughs> we'll catch you guys in 290. Yo, Joe. <laughs> Burp, <laughs> 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 <laughs>